First they were strangers, then they were friends. Now they are roommates and best friends. Listen as these sisters in Christ take on living boldly created. So today we're just going to go ahead and get started. And today we have literally such an awesome guest and we're so excited. Um, So... Our guest, her name is Tiffany, and we actually have not met until today. Um, she's our first guest that is also out of state, um, so we're so excited to have her on. We actually found her through Instagram and uh, where else? And um, she is a Christian blogger, and she also owns a small business um, called Lavender Vines, and we can't wait to hear all about that later. Um, but we are so excited to have you on. We're so thankful that you were able to just come on and share your heart, and we can't wait to get to know you more. Yeah. Hi. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah. My name is Tiffany and I've been a blogger slash, like you said, small business owner for about seven years now. Well, actually six. God gave me the vision seven years ago and it took me about a year to kind of get myself ready to start doing that. And it's been a wild journey. I I love it. Living for God doesn't disappoint. It's not easy, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't disappoint. And it's always an adventure. So yeah, I'm really excited to share my story with you guys. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, our first question is a question that we ask every guest and it is, what would you tell your BC self, your before Christ self? Yeah. (laughs) So kind of like we were saying before the show started, I would say a lot more than I can say in this podcast. Okay. So the, the first thing I would say is that Jesus is Lord. And for me, that was something that I didn't get, even though I grew up with like a Christian household and I, I knew Jesus, I knew God. I didn't, I didn't get Jesus. Like the Jesus factor, I felt like he was like God's sidekick or something. Like I just didn't understand his Mm -hmm. role at all. And, um, I didn't really understand that he was the only way to God. I definitely, or to the father, um, better to say, but I definitely fell into a lot of confusion and then a lot of just like messing up a large portion of my life because I felt like always led to God. So I was like, okay, it doesn't matter what you believe in. As long as you believe in like spirituality, then like you're good. And that's just not true. Mm -hmm. So I would say Jesus is Lord. He is the only way to the father. And that uh, if you don't have that down pat, it, it can lead to a lot of deception and a lot of confusion, which is where my life took me for, for years. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just have to say before we like dive in that I think it's so cool that like we literally just met a couple minutes ago, like over Zoom, and we are able to like connect with you on such like a really deep level because like we're all three of us and all our listeners, like we're all sisters in Christ. And I just think it's so cool that like we're already able to talk about things um, that are like so deep and about God and about faith. And yeah, it's just really cool because, you know, one day we'll all be in heaven together and sisters in Christ. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I love that. How did you come to know Jesus and fall in love with him? Ooh, okay. So when I, like I said, I was raised in a Christian household, um, but it was very like religious. It wasn't what I experienced of the Lord today, it was just kind of like you go to church and you sing some hymnals and you sit down and stand up way too much for a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you know, like that. Um, But even as a kid, I had like, just this, like, I don't know if it was hope or if I fully understood it, but I just loved the idea that there was a God in heaven who loved me. I mean, I was just like, that sounds amazing. Why wouldn't I be down for that? Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I got into my, my teenage years, 
I, I started just kind of question everything. I call it like an existential crisis. Mm -hmm. I was like having all of these questions of like, why am I here? Like what's after death and like all these things. And so, um, I was really starting to become scared that I only believed in my faith because my parents taught me that way. And so I was starting to question everything kind of rebellious. I feel like I've had a rebellious spirit most of my life that is now gone in Jesus name. Yes. <laughs> but, like I was very kind of like questioning authority and just, you know, like, um, I don't, I want to make up my own mind for what I believe. And so God is just so good. So in my, when I was in high school, my, um, teacher because I went to a private Christian school so my teacher gave me the book um Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis if you haven't read it it's it's a game changer especially for people who are on the fence and who are wanting hmm. reasons to believe and something more than just that like an experience like they want to have like a logical reason to believe mm -hmm. and so I read that book and it definitely kind of like cemented my flag and like the Jesus camp but because it was just head knowledge, it wasn't like a heart posture. I continued to struggle. Mm -hmm. um, but I was at least more like assured of my faith. And like I had like a logical reasons to why like I could believe in this. But I wasn't, th this is the way I view it is that kind of like going, and this is for all of your faith, not just like salvation, but like other parts of your faith is that you can know in your head one thing, but you don't understand it in your heart. And it's not until it gets from your head to your heart, do you like, experience it and it transforms you and your your heart is changed to mimic the heart of God and so that's like a whole process that like took me a while <laughs> it took me a long mm -hmm. time to, to get there um so and I wasn't putting God first I think that's a big thing for me too is that like I remember one time a friend of mine was saying I I was like oh what do you want to do with your life and she was just like I just want to do the will of God and I was like what like what, like, what are you talking? What, what, what's the will of God? Like, it was just mm -hmm. like such an ambiguous, vague thing. I'm like, what, what do you mean? It, I didn't understand what it meant to like put God first or to sacrifice something I desired for the Lord. Like those kinds of things, as far as like really being like all out on your faith, like I didn't get, I guess not even that I didn't want to do it. I just didn't get it at all. Like, I didn't understand what that meant. What do you mean? Like mm -hmm. God has a plan for your life. Like those were just like, I don't know. I wasn't there. I was not there yet. It took me years to get there. Um, so basically fast forward, let's say high school. I'm now like 25 or so years old, um, married at this point and really setting myself up for success. Like I was like, I have a vision of how my life is going to be. And it was kind of like, I had this idea of what my life was going to be. And then I would like, you know, pray every now and then and been like, God, you're going to bless this. Right. Okay, cool. Like, you know, it was mm -hmm. kind of that sort of like, uh, relationship. And so by 25, I was married. I was a lot, a big portion of like what I thought about was like finances. Like, how do I make more yeah. money? How do I become more successful? How do I, um, like win at this whole life thing? Right. And that kind of like came crashing down for me. I was, uh, my husband was having an affair and then he decided to file for divorce and leave me. And when that happened, like everything, I, I think of like the things that we're striving for, you know, it's like marriage, family, job, money. Like it's, I think of it just kind of like a pile of like Jenko. Is it called Jenko where you pull? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, whatever that <laughs> yeah. Um, but I feel like it's like one of them got pulled out and then everything just wow. crashed, you know? Mm -hmm. And 
uh, what I felt during that time, because like I, I ran straight to, to God. I still didn't have the Jesus piece figured out. So I ran to God as like, you know, like a general term. Right. And I was like, I, I kind of just had like a surrender moment where I was like, okay, I, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I thought I did. Mm-hmm. I thought I had this all figured out. I don't know what I'm doing. And so it was just really a like, okay, God, like it's all about you and it's not about me anymore. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had a moment in church where I was, um, it was was a brand new church. I mean, this was a church that I literally Googled like churches that start at 12. And then I was like, perfect. I'm going like, I didn't have a a church. I wasn't planted. I wasn't rooted. And so I go to this church and I'm just like crying during the worship. It was so powerful. (laughs) And then at the end they did like the, the altar call and they were like, you know, does anyone want to give their life for Christ? And I kind of thought I was already good. So I was like, that's not for me, but my heart was racing. And like, now I know, like, I'm very familiar with these like feelings of like when the Holy Spirit is like pressing something upon me. But mm-hmm. I, at the time I was like, what is this? Why am I so nervous? <laughs> you know? And I was also like, did not want to ha- draw attention to myself. Like, I'm so proud of people who like put their hand in the air or who go up to the altar because mm-hmm. like, I wanted to be as unseen as possible. I wanted to like go to the very back um, I, I didn't raise my hand during worship because heaven forbid somebody saw me and I'd be mortified, <laughs> you know, like stuff right, like just so yeah. much fear around it. Um, but the pastor kept lingering. He was like, is there anyone else? Is there anyone else who wants to give their life to Christ? And I was just like praying. I was like, Lord, okay. If he says it one more time, I'll raise my hand. And wow. then there was like a pause. And then the pastor says, we're waiting on a young woman. And I just like start crying. I know oh, it was so powerful. My I just, gosh. I, just got, I literally just Ooh, got chills. Me too. Was, yeah. Wow. I, that's amazing. And kind of like I said, like I didn't want to be seen. Like I, that's when I felt the most seen by the Lord was just that like, I wasn't going through this alone. I wasn't um, on my own Island of like pain and like betrayal. Mm-hmm. Like I was seen and he knew what everything I was going through. Mm-hmm. And he even told me that, like, I'd never heard from the Lord before, like where he was giving me personally a message. And I was praying. I just felt him saying that, um, I, I see you, I know you're in pain and I love you. Mm-hmm. And it was just like life-changing. So wow. that to me, that's where my story really began was at that moment. Um, wow. And what I think is so interesting about God is like what I, he doesn't tell you what you want to hear all the time. Because like at the time <laughs> I wanted him to say like, everything's going to be fine. Like I'm going to fix your relationship. And like, by this time next year, you're going to be back on top, you know? Right. And it, that, I mean, and that didn't happen. And that wasn't my story. And that's not what the Lord told me. Like he told me what I needed to hear, not what mm-hmm. I wanted to hear. And that was, you're not alone. I see you. I see everything that you're going through. I see every tear that you're crying and mm-hmm. I love you. And that's just the heart of God is that like, he, he is with you in your pain. Um, so I forgot the original question. At this <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it because it also is correlating so well with every other episode we've done this season so far mm-hmm. and you're speaking everything we've talked about. So I think that's really cool. And I think stories like the ones that you just shared, there's so many of them that like, it's crazy that like people just don't believe in God because of those type of things. Like Mm -hmm. they're miracles. There's things that make you jaw drop or have chills. Like, I just think that's so powerful and so inspiring. And I'm Mm -hmm. so glad that you got to walk through that. Thank you. Yeah. Everything that you go through, Mm -hmm. count it for joy because God's creating capacity and patience in Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Um, that, that's something that like, I've learned to be true time and time again, is that there is nothing, God doesn't waste anything. He doesn't waste anything that you go through when you feel that like, 
like I said, you're all alone. I would say there's so many times, even since that moment of just like feeling seen that I'm just like, I'm alone. Like I'm going through this all by myself. Nobody understands me. Nobody sees the sacrifices I'm making for God. No one sees how easy it would be for me to um, just not follow God's plan to cheat the system to like, it's, it's hard to truly follow Christ because mm-hmm. it's so easy to mm-hmm. follow temptation. It's so easy to like manipulate your way in situations mm-hmm. and consciously be like, okay, I'm going to like turn the other cheek when someone's like slapping me, you know, mm-hmm. and just be like, yeah, here's my other side. Go for it. You right. know, it's like, that's, that's hard. It's hard to do that. It's hard to lay down your life. And that's what following God is all about. Following Jesus is all, is all about is like continually laying down your life and surrendering and dying to your flesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, it's so hard, but it's so good. Like, yeah. yes, I, I can't express like how hard it is, but I also can't express how amazing it is at, mm-hmm. on the other side, you know? Yeah. I can't get over since you said the Jenga analogy. Like yeah, that, that was so good. Made, oh my God. I loved it. Cause I think like every believer walks through that and sometimes the peace has to come out and fall so that you can understand God's faithfulness and love mm-hmm. to the fullest. It's like I just, that analogy, wow. <laughs> yeah, it. it reminds me of like sometimes people really do have to like hit rock bottom before they can really mm-hmm. experience like the true like heart of Christ. And like that is like the perfect metaphor is like one of the pieces coming out and it all falling down, but then he builds you back up like as who you're supposed to be. Like that's just, wow, blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder sometimes, because I feel like my story is so, like, dramatic, you know, because I hear so many girls, or guys too, but I talk mostly with women, Mm -hmm. who are like, oh, I don't have this crazy, like, God story. And I'm like, Lord, why do I? (laughs) (laughs) Why me? Because I was so rebellious. I think it was because it would have had to take something very dramatic for Mm -hmm. me to, like, wake up Mm -hmm. and realize that, like, I'm living my life wrong. Like, I'm not, I'm not in alignment with the Lord. And Mm -hmm. if I want to be, I need to change course ASAP. And so... Um, I think some people are, they're more willing to just follow the Lord and they, they're not as rebellious or not as, you know, my way, the highway kind of people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I've asked God, I'm like, why do I have a ridiculous story? I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have a question that um, is not as hard of a question, but I just wanted to know what your favorite Bible verse right now is. My favorite Bible verse? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh there's a lot that I love, um, obviously, yes. but um, there was one that I was actually returning to. So I have a tattoo. I know we're doing video as well. I have a tattoo. It says, well, able and Ooh. God's been, um, I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. It's like script writing. That's hard to read. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I, that was actually the first tattoo I got. And it was what I got during that season of going through the divorce and everything. Mm-hmm. And I just felt the Lord telling me that like, uh, it's from Numbers 13. I can't remember the, the specific verse, but it's when the Moses sends the 12 spies into the promised land and they come back and only Jacob and Caleb come back saying that like, we can conquer the land. And it's Caleb who says, Everyone's saying like, oh, we're like grasshoppers compared to them. Like Mm -hmm. we're, you know, we can't, we can't defeat them. And Caleb stands up and he says, no, if God were well able um, Uh. to take take the land. And then the story kind of continues is that they ended up um, not entering the promised land and having to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. And then when they, and every, no one could enter except for Joshua and Caleb. And when they finally were able to enter 40 years later. So I I felt God kind of like, 
reminding me of that that verse again Mm -hmm. and so it's really been I'm still chewing on it because I feel like the first time it was just kind of like the Lord showing me that like I'm a I'm a Caleb that like you're you're a person who like believes in God and everybody else doubts that you believe he can do anything and that's Mm -hmm. like there's so much like God can do a lot with people like that yet part of my story is that like I I definitely feel like I've been like going through a wilderness stage. And so he kind of like brought me back to that verse to show me that like, even though like you believe and you're like, you know, kind of like you're, you're ready to, to conquer, you're ready to take it on. You sometimes you have to be put in a season of like wandering, even though you were a person of faith. And mm-hmm. so just because that's something that like I'm chewing on right now, it's, I would say it's my favorite. <laughs> it's really just like the Bible story in general is really touching me and moving me. And I'm wondering what God is revealing to me and what more he wants to show me in that. And I think that's like the cool thing about the Bible is that like um, in different seasons, God can be saying different things to you. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what he's saying to me right now is just that like that this is the season I've been in and I didn't do anything wrong, which I think as a Christian, when you're put in a season of waiting or when things aren't working out, you wonder like, what am I doing wrong? Like, right. what else can I be doing? You start just like trying to earn favor with the Lord when really he just loves you as you are. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's that's something that I've really been kind of soaking on right now. I love that. I love that you said like it's something you still chew on like that verse in Numbers because mm-hmm. I have verses like that too where I've read them in different seasons and they mean different things to me and then I read them now. And it's just, it means new things that are wonderful too. And I just love verses like that because he just always continues to reveal things like through Mm -hmm. his word. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. It's like an onion, just like layers and layers. Yes. And then you cry. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Kind of walk us through what you're doing now and the moment that you felt called to do this. Right. Okay. So, um, I felt called, it was during that season of going through the divorce and all of that, that actually the Lord gave me vision for my future, which I think is just such a beautiful thing is that like, I definitely needed something like some hope. I need something to hold on to. And it was when, you know, I felt like kind of like everything falling down that God gave me this vision of like how he's going to build me back up. Mm-hmm. And so um, he gave me the vision for what is Lavender Vines. But like, to be honest with you guys, I'm barely scratching the surface of like what God has shown me. And it all had to do with me not feeling like I could do it. Like, I was just like, there's no way. So I I will share with you guys what I am praying and hoping for and believing for, for God to do in my business. But um, I, I want Lavender Vines to actually be a retail shop at some point where it's like, yeah, where it's this like cute, uh, trendy, like attractive Christian shop that has like books and Christian clothing and Christian jewelry and just like all, all of these things. And it's all glorifying God. It's all to build and uplift women. Um, and I feel like the reason why God gave this to me is because since I, uh, was so lost and confused for a while of like who the true God was, um, I would like decorate my home with like, um, I don't know, like I was really into like Eastern religion stuff. So kind of like Tibetan flags and uh, like Buddha heads and like, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I did, when I came to Christ, I was just like, Lord, I need something cute. That's like of you. And then yeah. I go looking for it and I'd be like, I'm not going to put this like, you know, wooden Celtic cross on my 
I'm not like, you know, mm-hmm. she's like, I want something that's like cute, you know? And so I just felt the Lord kind of like revealing to me, like, actually, so glad you asked, but this is what I have for you. <laughs> and so it kind of became this thing of like me wanting to represent him in like this beautiful, godly way. And I think it's just like coincidental. It's not coincidental. I'm sorry that a lot of like Christian bookstores have actually started going out of business. Um, mm. Lifeway was a really big one that was around the country and they, they've closed shops and they're only on wow. um, online now. I and so, I, yeah, it's like, we see this kind of happening where people aren't they're either not shopping or it's not keeping up with the times. It's just like a shift going on. And so that's my, that's like, that's my probably 20 year plan. We'll talk about like my five year plan. But like that's <laughs> I see in the future that when like I, God showed me that I was like, well, I can't do that. Like that's just a lot. Um, so I started a Christian blog. Cause I was like, first of all, that cost me like 50 bucks to get going. So mm-hmm. perfect versus like, who knows how much. And that's also like going back to kind of like our faith journey. It's like sometimes God will give us things and we're just like, don't feel worthy of it, mm-hmm. you know? And so we just have to keep walking and he'll keep opening doors and keep like leading us. So I, I started a Christian blog, which um, God is blessed and it does really well. It's, it's what I do now. And I also do have a small business. I have a Christian greeting card business, which is something that the Lord from the very get go put on my heart. And it took me literally three, it took me one year to start the blog. And it took me about three maybe four years to start the greeting card business. So there's like a lot of fear attached to it. And like, now that I'm like doing it, there's no reason to have fear, but Mm -hmm. like the enemy will come at you with every reason why you're not equipped, why you can't do it, why this is stupid. People are going to make fun of you. It's not going to work out. And it's just not true. Like, Mm -hmm. like we were saying, like, if you, if you're, podcast ended today would it be worth it like absolutely it's worth it and I thought the same with my blog I was just like if this was like nothing and it was just this little hobby thing that I was doing forever it would be worth it and it's fun like it's just like (laughs) we are so afraid of people to like like have an opinion of what we're doing because like it's fun it's really a lot of fun to to create and to step out and do new things um so that was, yeah, that was it for me. I, uh, at this point, it's kind of what I do has like morphed a bit. I still blog, but my blog is kind of established. So I wish I could blog more. I, I actually love to write, but the Lord has given me book deal opportunities. I just wow. uh, released my first book in May and then oh I'm in the process of starting my second book. Yes. It's such oh. a God story. Like I, I'm telling you. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Um, and well, I'll just tell you a quick story just because it's so good. Like God's just so good. It's mm-hmm. like, it encourages me. And I hope it encourages you guys and your listeners. Yeah, but definitely. But the Lord told me during, during COVID, um, that I would be a published author. And I, it, like I, when I heard from him, like I was like, this is happening tomorrow. Like, oh my gosh, it was such a moment. And a publisher had reached out to me and they'd asked me if I was interested in, in publishing this book for them. Well, because I'd heard from the Lord, I was like, I'm going to get it. Like this is happening. turns out I didn't get it. And so I, but like, I, I was so sure I heard from God. I was like, no, I'm confused. Like I heard from the Lord, like something's going to happen. Like the author they chose is not going to work out or, and like, they're going to need me. I'm like, I'd be the runner up or something, but months go by, nothing happens. And I'm still just like, not even I'm a little discouraged, but not really, because like I, I really was like, I heard from God that like, this is happening. And about six months later, after he called me to San Diego and after I was really needing some money and needing some like 
vision and direction. Cause I'm like out here in San Diego, like I don't have any friends. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like what's going on God. And then the, another book deal lands in my lap. And I started that. And it was just like the timing. Like when you think God's late, he's not late. Like mm-hmm. I wanted that book deal six months earlier, but I got it exactly when I needed it. When wow. I needed some finances, what I needed, some like, you know, I'm still with you, Tiffany. Like I called you to San Diego for a reason. Like, and here's like your book deal. And you know, like Gosh. just so yeah, that's what I mean. It's like not, it's not perfect. Like I I'm the first to tell you it's not perfect, but like you will see him show up in ways that like you can't make it up. Like you can't like <laughs> even I have friends and family who aren't like the uh strongest of belief. Like they believe, but they're not like as all out in their faith as I am. And when they hear my stories, they're just kind of like, you you can't dispute it. It's like, what? Like, that's God. And I'm like, it is God. Like, I can't, I can't make this stuff up. It's the Lord. So anyways, yeah, I'm, I'm starting my second book in a couple of weeks, which I'm really excited about. Um, and then I also got to put kind of like coaching on my heart. And so I'm now coaching women um, to help them understand their identity in Christ. Because for me, it wasn't until I I knew who I was in Christ that I could really do anything the Lord had called me. Because Mm -hmm. if you, if you don't have that established and you're, it's always like a process of like learning who you are in Christ. But um, like, if you have a wrong perspective of the father, that'll hinder what he can do through you and Definitely. so that's something I'm really really passionate about and God's been so faithful at like allowing me to work with amazing women who are ready to you know just like go deeper in their walk I feel like there's more what else do I do <laughs> <laughs> what is well, the title of your first book yeah <laughs> okay so this is <laughs> this is again like more crazy God stories um so <laughs> actually a devotional for engaged couples preparing <gasps> for marriage so let me just tell you, you know, I'm divorced, right? Uh-huh. I'm still single. Like I'm out there. I'm just like everyone, every other single girl. I'm waiting for my husband, the right one. Mm-hmm. And so this is what um, the first of, remember I told you like the, the author, the publisher had come at me with like a first book and it was a devotional for, uh, on compassion for, for women. And I'm like, compassion, like got this, like I, I can totally write this book. Like I'm all about it. Well, the second book, that was six months later. Well, it, it was a devotional for engaged couples preparing for marriage. And there, you know, the first question is like, do you feel qualified to write on this? And I'm thinking, no. <laughs> like, what do you, I mean, I'm like, do you know that I, do you know my story at all? Like, I don't, I'm divorced. Like, it didn't really work out the best for me the first go. And I was praying about it because I was just like, God, is this, because I knew he was giving me a book deal. And so I'm like, God, is this, mm-hmm. is this your will? Is this like, is this you? And, uh, and I'm fighting these feelings, like very real feelings of like, I'm not qualified. Who's going to listen to a, a divorced woman? Who's going to have like, you know, look at her as an authority on marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just praying about it. And I just felt the God very firmly tell me, Tiffany, you are more than qualified to do anything I've called you to do. And like, wow. after I heard that, I was like, let's go. I was like, okay, let's do it. And so I spent the next like four months or so listening to every book, podcast, sermon, YouTube <laughs> message on marriage. And I'm really proud of my book. It's really amazing. I, I have to say like there, I learned so much through the process. I know there's a lot of really good wisdom in there. Um, and so that's my first book. It's a, it's on Amazon. Um, it's actually, and the title is like very straight to the point. It's like literally it's engaged couples preparing for marriage or no, it's a engaged couples devotional. That's all. That's what <laughs> love it. I love it. That was the publisher's decision. But I was <laughs> like, 
okay, we're getting straight to the point of what this is, you know? Um, but yeah, that's it. And then the second one is a devotional for women. I don't know the title of it yet um, because we haven't even started. We're still in like the, um, I'm working with the publisher, working with my editor kind of thing, getting it fleshed out. But yeah, it's going to be devotional for women, which is really cool. Again, it's like God's timing and everything because I just started my coaching program for women specifically. So I'm just like, all right, God, I, I feel like you're really kind of like elevating my voice in being able to speak to women and speak mm-hmm. into their circumstances. Yeah. So yeah, it's really cool. How did you know you were meant to go into ministry rather than putting ministry in a secular job? Yeah, uh, I didn't want to. <laughs> Let's see. I, I feel like actually I still do a hybrid because I I definitely feel like my, my blog and that's a, a ministry. But then mm-hmm. like, I mean, I have a greeting card business, which is business. It's the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's a Christian greeting card business. And I definitely believe it's also a ministry, but I feel like God's actually calling me to both. Maybe not, maybe that's not the best way to say it. Like I don't work a traditional job at an office or anything, but it's still business where like I have to almost like sometimes like put aside the fact that like it's a Christian greeting card business because mm-hmm. like I'm in shops that are secular, yeah. you know? Um, and so that's something where I just have to pray and be like, this is 100% a Christian business, but can I be in your coffee shop? <laughs> can yeah. I be in your bookstore? Like, is that okay? <laughs> um, and, you know, just like praying and asking God to open those doors. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like I actually do a hybrid. But to be honest with you, I feel like ministry is something that I have resisted. <laughs> and even um, like the Lord has like kind of given me visions of me being uh, a pastor. I don't think I'll pastor a church. I, I don't know how that is role is going to actually come about, but like, I mean, when the Lord showed me, he was like, you're going to be a pastor one day. I was like, cool. Like, I just wasn't <laughs> excited. I was like, all right. Like kind of can't, can't say I didn't see this coming, but I'm also <laughs> like, it's never been my heart's desire, you know? And so I, I, that the reason why though, I feel like it is going to be a hybrid thing. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know, for instance, my church, and I don't know if I'm going to be called to my church forever, but we have pastors who are pastors over certain areas. They don't pastor the entire church. And so that's kind of how I see it going. It's like, I wonder if I'll be a pastor of like something specifically, but it's not going to be my day in day out job. It's mm-hmm. like I pastor a church. Yeah. So we'll see. But, but yeah, it's honestly something that I, I felt like resistant to. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't have asked that, you know, I wouldn't have, I wasn't the person that was like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a pastor. Like that's right. exactly Yeah calling on my life like no I, I I wouldn't say that but dad God's definitely giving me a heart for people I love people I love being able to connect and like build their faith and hear their stories like mm-hmm. oh my gosh like even like when we, you guys are talking about your podcast it gets me so excited like just to see God moving in in people and how like you know yeah yeah like nervous to do it yourselves and then now here you are and like it's amazing oh yeah for sure for sure I can imagine just us being we were I mean we weren't hesitant in the beginning but like as each oh we were (laughs) I guess we were just yeah we were nervous (laughs) like but like as each step um grows further and further with the podcast like of course it's definitely like it's nerve-wracking sometimes like because we don't know where God's going to take it but like we're along for the ride and it's not about us and it's about him and we're just yeah I'm ready to see like what he's going to do he's already done amazing things through it and so the I guess it's a phrase but the phrase um God 
does not call the qualified, he qualifies the called, <laughs> is like my favorite thing ever. Like I have it in my room on the wall, like, and I always go back to that. And we go back to it a lot with the podcast and just how you were saying, like with your, um, just everything that you're doing. I mean, it's very, very easy for the enemy to just get in your head and be like, you're not worthy. You're not chosen. You're not loved. You can't do this. Like, and I just go back to that constantly that, um, it's not even a verse, but just that catchphrase of like, yeah, like if calls you, he's going to qualify you. So you don't have to worry about not being able to do what he's called you to do. Like he's, he's going to prepare you for what he wants you to do for him and his kingdom. And it's the preparation to that. Like, uh, kind of, we were talking about seasons, like going through the wilderness or seasons where like, you know, God's given you this vision. So why am I working at like this $7 an hour job? Or, you mm-hmm. know, like I've so many stories of where it's like, God's given this big vision and like, yeah, why am I doing this? Like, why, why am right. I like, God? And then, you know, lo and behold, like this is all a season of preparation. He's building you so that mm-hmm. when he does um, elevate you, you're ready. And so he likes to build you. There's a, a great analogy of uh, seeds. God, Jesus used um, seeds in like agriculture um, a lot in his messages and his sermons, teachings. And so there, the God will often plant you and like under the ground, seed under the ground. And so you can't see what's going on. It's just a small little seed that's been planted, mm-hmm. but it's in the unseen that God's developing you so that you can grow and become. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Free or whatever your seed is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow. It's just like the cultivating process. I mean, mm-hmm. the seed being planted is one of those steps, but then like, you know, the watering of the seed and just the tilling of the soil, like you never know what part you're going to influence on that seed, like what step you're going to step into. Um, And I just think it's awesome because, you know, you may not be around for the harvest of that seed, but just knowing you had a place in that, like that's, that's enough for me, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. You might not see it from seed to exactly you said seed to harvest, Mm -hmm. but you were there along the way. Yeah. I love that. That was so beautiful. I just like repeating what you said. I'm like, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. To close this out, I have one more question for you. And that question is, what would you tell someone who has a calling on their heart, but they're too afraid to answer the calling of God? Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, I would say spend a lot of time with the Lord. Um, he will He will renew you. He will give you strength. He will He will make you feel. The more time you spend with him, you don't you don't walk away from like an encounter with the Lord and through like a time in prayer, still feeling defeated. It's usually mm-hmm. like the world that makes you feel that way. And then when you go into your prayer closet and you spend time with him, like I come out like feeling I can take on any, I'm like such a warrior. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. like, why was I even worried in the first place? Like, you know, it's just like, it builds you up. And so if you're really battling with fear, you have to make it be very intentional of like spending time with God and writing it down. What is he calling mm-hmm. you to do? What is he saying to you? What verses is he speaking over you? And then speak it over yourself. Um, whatever, whatever that verse is, I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. your kind of war cry is, you have to speak it over yourself. You have to declare it. You have to write it down, look at it regularly, spend time with God, because that's going to build your faith. And, you know, so often we say how, um, faith is not a feeling, 
um, or that like our, uh, the Holy Spirit's not a feeling and stuff like that. And like, I get what they're saying. Like, I'm not completely refuting it, but you, you do, you operate on a feeling all the time. Like mm-hmm. we, it's not, oftentimes it's not logic that gets us to take action. It's feeling, you know, mm-hmm. like where our heart is cold, our heart is tugged. Like we just like, we just feel so much and we want to do it. And so sometimes faith, we have to have it like rise up and give us boldness and give us these feelings to like take it on mm-hmm. and to actually step out and take action because yeah. we can logically be like, oh, um, okay. It makes logical sense for me to do this and like yada, yada, yada. But like, you're still going to be like battling. I mean, some people that's all they need, but a lot oftentimes they just need this like feeling of faith that God's calling me to do this. And I couldn't imagine not doing it. What if I get to heaven and I just say, sorry, God, like I was too scared. Like, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. these feelings of faith that rise up in you and you take action and you do it. And also it's so cliche, but, uh, do it afraid is something that I definitely live by is Mm -hmm. that like sometimes that you're still going to be scared and you're still going to be wondering, um, oh my gosh, what did this person from high school think of me when I did that? You know, whatever. Yeah. And you just have to do it afraid. I remember when I first started my Instagram account, because we all start off at zero, you know, zero right. <laughs> and I, I remember like not one, I didn't want anyone I knew to follow me. Like I did, I was so embarrassed. What do you think of me? Why are you taking all these pictures of you? Why are you so obsessed with yourself? Like, you know, right. And, uh, at that time, Instagram, like for, they would automatically notify your, uh, cause I started a new one, I had a personal account and then I had like my blogger account. And so when I created the blogger account, I was like, not wanting anyone to know what I was doing. And it, uh, because they were tied, it automatically notified all of my personal followers. Oh, no. And so everyone's like, messaging, what's this? What's going on? What are you doing? And I was just like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but I mean, it's just like, okay, it's out there. People know. I just got to like keep pushing forward and not care what they think, not care if they're following me. And they're like, oh, when did Tiffany get so religious? Which I've had people asking, you know, saying that. And I'm just kind of like, it's not religion, it's a relationship. Like you're still scared. Right. You, know? and, like, you just have mm-hmm. to like stand firm and just be like, I don't care. So sometimes yeah. you just got to do it afraid. And that's the way it is. I love that. I love that. Well, you brought so much wisdom and so much inspiration to this episode. And we are so glad we got to have you on. Yes. Um, we will link all of your social media accounts below so that our listeners can go look and see what all the wonderful things that you are doing for the kingdom of Christ. Um, but thank you so much for coming on, Tiffany. Stay tuned for Flavor of the Week. Hey, you guys, welcome to Flavor of the Week. To get us started, we're going to have our guest, Tiffany, give us her Flavor of the Week. So my Flavor of the Week is a song. It's um, Wait on You by Elevation Worship. Mm. And it's it's going to make you, like for me, I want to show up every time I listen to it. It's just so good. Uh, but there's definitely certain things that you have to wait on God for. And the enemy will come at you with something that looks very similar and really enticing and really good. And you have to be able to say no to that and wait on the Lord and wait for it to be right. And so that's what it means for me is just like not compromising, but waiting on the best because he does Mm. have the best in store for you. That's awesome. That's awesome. What about you, Lily? So mine is a song called In the Arms by Tarion. Um, And I've... Oh, awesome. I actually have had this song on my playlist for, I don't even know, like two years. And 
I will hear it come on in the car like when it my playlist is on shuffle and it came on the other day and like it it's always been one of my favorite like worship songs like it's catchy like just everything about the song is like my favorite um so yeah I definitely encourage everyone listening to listen to the song because it's so good like you just have to listen to it (laughs) what about you Addison Mine is also a song. It's Too Good to Not Believe by Bethel Music and Brandon Lake. Awesome. I can't wait to listen to, well, I've heard yours, but I'm excited to listen to yours. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that's it for Flavor of the Week. Again, Tiffany, thank you so much for coming on, and we hope you guys have a great week. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye.